Hello friends, my name is Dave Miller. And I'm now Spain. We're your fuck buddies. We are a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky, sexy situations and turn them into sexy, sticky situations. Simply put, we're a sex dating advice podcast that either finds questions out in the wild, lurking on the internet, or we get them from our wonderful listeners and we answer them. I thought I had more time to take a bite of my scone. Podcasting 101, Dane. We're professionals. No eating while you record. But I was just sitting there looking so, so scony. <laughs> oh, we're so good at this. Almost 200 episodes in. We've we're you know what? it. I feel like we've done almost 200 episodes. We've never missed a week. We've never I don't think we've ever eaten on the show. It's true. I, th- I think I'm allowed one one, one sentence where I'm where I'm having a a bit of a chew. Now we I, did record a day late though, so No one will know that. <laughs> Damn it. Um we've had a bit of a week. It's not been the best. I would say uh, one of us had a slightly worse week, and it was me. I stubbed my toe this morning because oh, I had to get up. Yeah. I had to go to work early. I never worked oh, days, no. and I worked a day shift. And while I was getting ready, I did, I did a toe bonk. What Man, about you? That's yeah, mine. I I also had to go to work early the other day, and then uh, someone ran me over with their car. So yeah, so I mean, like if we had to compare, probably me because I don't yeah, usually no, you work. Definitely, you definitely won out. Um, yeah. And I did survive, so that kind of takes, you know. And I don't think I will. <laughs> I, I think this is it for me, guys. Um, but in all seriousness, uh, Niall did Niall did get a car bonking. He is yeah, okay. I am. My bike Thankfully. is not. But uh, you know you what? Know. The world can live without your bike. I can't live without you. It's so annoying because I just started cycling again. Cause it finally got nice enough out. I'm like, I fixed my bike up and spent a whole day like cleaning it and like oiling it and getting it all ready to go. <laughs> making uh, it a real nice target for drivers. Making it a beautiful target. And Just now a it nice is shiny fact. target. It's good though, because I was going to get it serviced and I was going to shell out for once. I was going to get like the big shiny, like $200 servicing. And then they were booked out and I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll do it myself. So at least I wasn't out that money too. That would have sucked. And I do want to reiterate, like, I know it sucks that your bike got fucked up, but I am, and I'm sure everyone who listens are very, very glad that you are okay because thank you. we, and I, fuck your bike. I'd rather, I'd rather have you. Well, me too. Honestly, it would be really (laughs) sad if I had, my bike was in perfect condition, but I was dead or I lost my back half, which is especially the best. If you didn't, uh, if you didn't leave it for me in your will. Oh, yeah. I actually just changed it. Okay, we got to get into the, the podcast. Um, okay, so on top of our, our personal troubles, um, we do have sex news, and I'm sure you know, and yeah, anyone who's either. in North America knows, um, the Supreme Court in America is currently considering overturning Roe v. Wade, which is the uh, sort of the, the ruling that allows um, safe abortions uh, legal precedent. And we've talked, I think we talked about it uh, with the, when Texas, I believe it was, was doing their bullshit. I believe we talked about the importance of safe legal abortions. But now this is uh, potentially, the, I think there are 13 states that have trigger bans, which are kind of just like, 
if you don't know what that is, it is sort of like a like a hungry wolf that is just waiting for the gates to be opened into the chicken coop. Um, and that is if Roe v. Wade gets overturned, essentially abortions will become illegal immediately in the states that have trigger bans. That's fucked. You could probably guess the area in which those states uh, reside in America, the South. Mm-hmm. But the the importance of it and, and something – I'm not going to talk too much about it because I, I think you can probably guess our stance on it. Um, but the there are a couple things that we need to talk about in, in regards to uh, – in case there are listeners who are pro-life and are against the uh, abortions – uh, first and foremost, that's fine. You're allowed to have your personal opinion. If you don't believe in abortions, you're welcome to believe that way. Unfortunately, your religious and or personal views don't have any place in determining or prescribing what other people do with their bodies. Yeah. So if, if you, you don't, don't want believe to- in them, feel free to not get one. Exactly. You know, and then if something terrible happens and your baby uh, accidentally grows in your fallopian tubes- and you need an abortion to save your life, you have the ability to change your mind with your own life in mind and stick to your beliefs or not. But, you know, the option will be there. Yeah, 100%. And that's kind of what it comes down to. The What we do need to talk about, however, and what I, a lot of people I don't think realize is uh, time and time again, we have done studies about uh, the rate of abortions. And that number doesn't change. The, the no. same amount of abortions happen, whether they are legal or not. The only difference is, uh, is the survivability of said abortions. So mm-hmm. the only thing that changes is the amount of women who either die during them or are permanently injured because of them mm-hmm. that is that is the only changing factor when abortions are made illegal yeah the only thing you're removing is safe abortions which is fucked yeah so anyone thinking that this will stop abortions and or you know save lives the like the lives of unborn children you are incorrect uh mm-hmm. Like I said, practically the exact same amount of abortions will happen. They will just happen unsafely and put uh, the woman in or or the, the person who is currently getting the abortion um, uh, at, at mortal risk. Yeah. Um, on but, top of all the fucking legal risk that America seems so eager to throw on them as well. Correct. And now talk to about it briefly there as well. There are a bunch of medical reasons why abortions are crucial as well. Things such as, um, you know, fetuses who are stillborn that should be aborted before the mother becomes septic. Times in which, uh, you know, th- the egg gets stuck in fallopian tubes and become, and, and they essentially explode and rupture and fill the the woman with with bleeding. I like I've I've seen horror stories from people who work in uh, delivery of of the times where abortions were necessary um, outside of the fact of like unplanned pregnancies or unwanted mm-hmm. pregnancies, and the amount of women and Oregon uh, people who who were giving birth who were at risk and would have died if they weren't allowed to perform an abortion like an emergency abortion. That being said, I, I just want to inform people for people who don't understand the importance of of being allowing people to choose how and when they get abortions is essentially there are two reasons of it and and not to get too bleak, but it is one control over people with uteruses and two, it is class warfare as well. 
Mm-hmm. It is it is essentially meant to keep the poor poor. Yeah, if you don't for a second think that the fucking rich Republicans cheating on their families aren't getting abortions, you're dumb. Yeah, mistresses, wives, daughters. Um, also, like the the rhetoric around rape and sexual assault and incest. In this time, there was a, a a government. I don't remember what position he was running for in Michigan, I believe, who uh, said like during an official conference, like on air. This wasn't like a leaked comment. This wasn't a, a you know an accidental tweet. This was something he said during an interview. Was that oh you know he said if I've I've told my daughters that if rape is an inevitability, uh, to lie back and enjoy it. And this is kind of the rhetoric. And thankfully, he was uh, squarely defeated in a. Gosh, juris- I wonder why. Yeah, well, in a jurisdiction that has never voted Democrat, yeah. they, like they've never had a Democratic representative, and th- it was the first time in in that district's uh, history, I believe, that ever had a ever had a Democratic uh, candidate win. So in Ireland, I don't know if you guys heard much about this, but leading up to Ireland making abortion legal in 2013, which, you know, not that far ago, there was basically a woman named Savita who was admitted to hospital uh, having a miscarriage and they wouldn't terminate her pregnancy because they just kept saying, Ireland's a Catholic country. And five days later, she died from severe sepsis and everyone, you know, took to the streets, marched, uh, had like record numbers showing out for the referendum. Uh, Same with when we made, you know, gay marriage legal. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm really proud of my country for for stepping up against kind of this backwards ass Catholicism that has no place in a you know a modern woman's body or life in that regard at all. And I just don't understand how a country can ignore this happening around the world and ignore everyone moving the right direction in history and decide to try to step backwards. I feel like we almost have to have a fucking category in the show called up oh, America's at it again. It's disgusting. It's an embarrassment. It's insane. I just like anyone listening, just be aware that like this could happen in Canada. This could happen in a lot of countries and like be aware of the people you vote for Republicans. They, this is their bread and butter. They love this shit. You know what I mean? And I think Roe v. Wade, it, it has so many more knock on effects because a lot of the things that establishes, I believe, protect like your sexual privacy and blah, blah, blah. And taking this away opens the door to policing gay marriage or repealing, you know, having gay marriage be legal and a lot of other stuff. Since this all came out, I've seen such horror fucking stories and things that break my heart. People having to delete their like period tracking apps in America because the government will have access to that inf- information and can use it to criminalize them. That's fucked. Among a million other things. Like it, there's, It's impossible to give enough weight to the scope of how awful this is, even if we did the entire episode, which I don't think I'm educated enough to do on the matter, unfortunately. We're just guys. You know what I mean? We don't know the ins and outs of everything, but we're on the right side of this thing and we like to hope that you guys are too. And just to, to keep that in mind when you vote and when you do these things that can have severe repercussions for all the women and anyone who's not like straight white and male. And even then, any one of those who gives a shit about actual people is going to suffer because the people they love will suffer. Yeah. I mean, it's not an, a, an exaggeration when we talk about things and say that like your life has been impacted by people getting abortions. Someone you love or someone you know 
has had their lives drastically changed uh, by an abortion. And it's something you need to realize that, like, this isn't something a lot of people broadcast. For a lot of people, it's a very difficult thing. Even if they are 100% comfortable and sure of what they're doing, it's not. It's, it's often not an easy thing to do. It, there's often a lot of, of emotional impact that people have, as well as the physical impact that it has on people. Um, mm-hmm. So, As well as it being a pretty private issue and a medical procedure. And, you know, there could be a million reasons why you haven't heard about someone. And on top of that, when you see the amount of people who support the trucker rally, who, you know, many of those people, they follow the kind of like the same rhetoric that, you know, like you don't know how someone's going to react. So, of course, they might not let you know. Yeah, of course. I I saw a very interesting thing, and I feel like this will be probably my last point that I want to bring up, but I saw an, an interesting argument or, or at least sort of like a, a depiction as to why abortions are such a hot topic thing for the right wing. Um, and, you know, surprise, surprise, it has nothing to do with the sanctity of life or Wait, the- what? Yeah, well, huh? But they um, fund so many orphanages and birth control yeah, and right? sex education, all these things that actually help, you know? They really care about the children and the mothers after the birth. So I'll, I'll, I'll say two things. One, I saw a very good meme, um, and I'm not sure if it was a quote or attributed to the person who was in the picture or not, and unfortunately, I don't remember off the top of my head, but it was something along the lines of like, you know, if this was about the unborn, why can't mothers get life insurance for unborn children? And mm-hmm. if something happens during the pregnancy, collect off that. Why? Yeah. Or like can't why? be deported once they're pregnant after yeah. X amount of weeks. Or yeah. If life begins at conception, why, you know, then that person is a, is a American citizen the second they are conceived. Yeah. Any number of things. It's like there are there's so many things that like. You can't say that like, oh, the sanctity of unborn life and then like you're fucking have no hypocr- regard for it after that. Yeah, your hypocrisy is showing. Secondly, so so one of the things is like why the Republicans are so uh, or, or the right is so obsessed with abortions was it, it all kind of like switched over around uh, in the 1970s when the right no longer had like once segregation became uh, less of a thing that they could really harp on. They had to find a new like divide, or they had to find a new thing to sort of be like, this is how up. this is how we we get our cultural wars in. Like this is how we we win elections by you know putting our stake in this. Before it was you know it was like we have to keep blacks and whites separate. Segregation is the important like that's how we keep America America. And obviously as that progressed into. Not really, but like once segregation became very much a, a thing of the past, they they needed a new thing, and and the new thing ended up being abortion, which is if you look for the past year, like that was that's a big uh, talking point for a lot of right wing politicians is you know being being pro life. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just, also like really handy for them when the unborn have no voice. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're supporting people that cannot in any way agree or deny the things that they're saying, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, I, I know we've talked a lot about this and I know it, we're almost like 20 minutes in right now, but it, it's, it's something that's important. I, and I think it's something that we, we as men, I think there's a lot of onus on us to add our voices to the cause. It's a big reason why we started the show in the first place is because we, and I, I encourage other men listening to talk about this, amplify the voices of women and people with uteruses, amplify intelligent, educated people who are are well versed in this subject. Use your platform, use your voice to amplify theirs. 
and speak on it on your own. Say that you support uh, people's right to sexual reproduction freedom and and add your voices to it because it is this is a, a fight that we have a stake in and it's and it's something that we need to believe in and something we need to fight for. So and like uh, I, even if we didn't being a good person should be enough, you know what I mean? Even seeing yeah. that other people have a stake in it, even if it had no effect on us, seeing that it is, you know, like the be all and end all of some people right now, like I'm, there are so many people living in fear because of this just being proposed. So it's like, even if we were not any part of it. Yes. It's, uh, it's something that, that's very, very important, uh, to me and, and Nile and, and to the show. So one, I, I just want to say it here, uh, clearly and plainly, uh, we support you. We, we support the right to choose and we support the, the freedom to choose and that will not change. So know that, uh, know that you have us in, our, in your corner um, as, as much as that can possibly mean and know that we will use our platform and uh, our voices to fight the good fight. And we are here for you and hopefully we can, we can help facilitate change. Even though we are Canadian and not American, uh, I'm sure this fight is coming our way very soon. Yeah. And on that note, let's do some questions, shall we? Yeah, I guess. It's hard to do do jokes now. Okay, well then, here's what we'll do. I'm going to do one where I feel like there won't be a whole lot of jokes. Mm-hmm. Unless you have like a really silly one that like can really just... Oh, I have some really silly ones, but I do have one that's... Uh, did I delete it? No, I have one that's not funny, not not funny, but like might be nice. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Give me that one. This is by Sparrow. Unless you got a good one. No, mine mine is kind of heavy, but like. Okay. Well, no, this is this is very neutral. If that helps. <laughs> this is a Sparrow's poll. Sparrow's poll says, "What do couples do when they shower together?" I'm trying to understand. Is this supposed to be a romantic activity or just for general bonding purposes? Tagging not suitable for work, just in case it's more of the former. If it is the former, I imagine it isn't as sexy as most people imagine, since most of us don't look like the cast of Baywatch, and water makes for terrible lube. I'm pretty inexperienced, so tell me, what do couples do when they shower together? Desperately count the seconds until my partner is washed and ready to leave. And I can get back in the warm water? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Like, I... Hey, go on, you tell me, what do you, what do you guys do? Do you shower together? No, I like every now and then. Yes, it, you know, if it was kind of a sexy morning and and we're you know really feeling it. Yes, um, I know my partner often invites me in, and I'm just like I don't have a good time. If I feel like they they would really like me in there, yeah, I'll get in because it, it's about compromise and it's about doing things that make your partner happy. But like shower sex sucks. It's, yes, it's not we, good. Like you know, we where we stand on that also. Specifically, like the question asker says, water de-lubes you. Mm-hmm. And to use a condom in the shower is also pretty unsafe because water breaks down mm-hmm. like the 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 friction of it all. Like it's it's not super safe to use that either. Um, yep. It's fun to sort of like tease and maybe like foreplay if you haven't had sex uh, yet and you want to build towards it. Like teasing each other in the shower is great. But like mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, one of you is out of the water and cold or you're both trying to like squeeze under like there was one there's only been one time in my life where I've enjoyed being in the shower with someone because we had a I think it was like an Airbnb that had like, like a fucking like a the like the waterfall shower yeah. things yeah yeah right so and but like it wasn't just that there were shower heads on both sides yeah. and one was from this above in blue or like Wasaga Beach no this was I, I think it was in Kingston I was in a five-star Airbnb before where they had jets in the walls. They had like the fucking giant jet in the roof. They had everything. And it was great. And that was the point I was going to bring up is like 
most of us have tiny ass shitty showers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think if this question was for, you know, the billionaires who listen to the show, which by the way, we do have that higher tier on the Patreon. <laughs> no, but for real, I think like if we all had beautiful like gourmet showers where you could both be in the water at the same time, this might be a different question. But like for real, these days especially, it's like I find like as the relationship goes on, showering together is less of a it's like, you know what? We usually do to a certain degree because if I hop in the shower, I think sometimes it's easier just to be like, okay, leave the water running. I'll hop in after, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or like, I'll pop in. You know, it's not often that someone will be showering and I'll be like, eh. and then like the next day I'll be like, no, now it's my turn. It's like, it's as easy to just go then. But like right now, for example, like if we get home from climbing and it's late and we have to make dinner, it's like one of us will hop in first and we'll start making dinner. And like leave whatever's in the oven or on the pan while we like kind of trade off. And then the other person like finishes the dinner. That's kind of where it's at. Or, you know, we'll listen to a podcast while we're in the shower. And it's kind of a bonding moment. We can chat, listen to that, even though one's in the water, one's out. Yeah, I, I think I think it's like very much a beginning of the relationship thing, uh, especially if like if you guys maybe like don't live together yet. It, it's something that feels very it's very intimate. It's very like next step like it feels like you kind of live together but mm -hmm. if they're just kind of like staying over like that's kind of nice and i understand why people like it i i think it for me i'm i'm much more pragmatic in my showers also showers are like a sacred time for me showers are are very very important i do a lot of my thinking there i do a lot of my like reflecting and decompressing and like i shower in the morning so it's it's kind of like how i start my day it is like my morning meditation time and if i don't get that i feel kind of off and it's hard to do when you're in there with someone else yeah so if i do shower with with someone i usually be like okay you're when you're done let me know i'm gonna stay in for another like five minutes or so just to do my like my my morning think because it there was someone i was seeing way back when and they they always wanted to shower together and i was just like can i like i need my time i need my i need my shower thinking time <laughs> so i do love that someone is like kind of what we're saying where like we don't uh like sex in the shower is generally shitty and especially like as a relationship goes on it's like maybe teasing is where it's at at, at most especially mm -hmm. i agree and someone's like oh yeah we like one of the cons we don't really have sex blah blah blah, blah. if we are frisky we'll doing x or y or like blowjobs i like doing them in the shower because like blah, blah blah and they're like just don't drown if you try looking up at them while you're doing it <laughs> and someone's like oh life pro trips sw swimming goggles my girlfriend keeps a pair in the shower for blowjob purposes and that's just a very funny image for me absolutely not <laughs> now look unless those swimming goggles look like librarian classes or something <laughs> hey let me tell you i wait, wait dane hold on we got to throw a big trademark on here because we're about to start marketing sexy swimming goggles for shower purposes for shower blowjobs. Yes. Yeah. I mean like, cause the only, like the second I think like swimming goggles, I think of like my swimming lessons when I was fucking, you know, eight, right? Like I don't think adults when I think swimming goggles, I think like preteens. And that is the last thing that want, I like, I want to feel like I'm getting a blowjob from. I also just feel like they're, they've got to be among the least sexy. Items oh, they're the, the goofiest fucking thing. Um, but I love it find that very funny also like it doesn't change the fact that like you're still getting waterboarded <laughs> like, yeah not, there's, there's it's, other parts like also it's like the whole point of like looking up at them is to it's like sexiness right yeah if you're looking up and you can't see anything 
because there's water pounding your fucking goggles <laughs> and they're looking down and all they see is you like getting water pounded through your goggle. Like it, it doesn't work for either side of this operation, man. Good for them for finding this is a solution for them. But <laughs> the idea man, of just hate it. So good. I hope they're the big, like thick fuckers, you know? I also don't know like if this is just me, but like my, I don't know if it's caught, like the sensation of like having water hitting me, but I find blowjobs in the shower just don't feel as good. Mm. I don't know if that's just me, but like if like they're great and I appreciate them, but there's something about like the amount of sensation that's happening from other directions, like the water running off me, the, the water hitting me. I feel like there's something that combination for me mm. reduces the sensation. And like, well, I think like it's also, it, it's not a comfortable place because you're probably standing. The water's hitting off you. They're probably not very comfortable because they're kneeling in like the bath shower area. You know, like I just feel like you can't squatting. And then they're wearing goggles, which is ruining it for everyone. (laughs) Also, you gotta, they gotta make room between the snorkel and your dick. (laughs) That's the thing. It's, it's when you wear the, or like have the snorkeling gear is that's the real tough one. It's fair. But yeah, so there you go. Is it romantic? Sure. It doesn't have to be sexually romantic. Is there an element of sexiness? Of course, you guys are naked together. But a lot of people just use it to bond or chat or to very practically make dinner as a two-part team. So there you go. Yeah, I don't think there's any harm with you being like, hey, I don't love cool, you know, doing doing showering together. If you want to like every now and then, that's fine. But like, you know, not my favorite thing. And if it's something your partner really, really enjoys, then sure. Do it every now and then. Why not? Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it, I don't think there's any harm in like laying down boundaries and times where you just be like, actually, you know, I just like, I just want to get a good clean on and it's very difficult mm-hmm. to do with another person. That's fair. You know what? I'm going to go with a, a, a lighter one. This is from Blinky90210 or 90210flow. Mm-hmm. How do you get over the fear of disappointing disappointing your partner in bed? In early stages of dating, how do you overcome your insecurities about your sexual experience and prowess and have sex? The fears, e.g. I'm too small. If I don't perform well, she will stop loving me and leave me. Her last dude was a stud. How do you conquer them? And how many partners did you have? Or how many partners did you become the sexy beast you are today? Hmm. I don't think the last part is necessarily important. Yeah, because then like one person's journey is not going to be the same as somebody else's, right? So it's like, I don't want someone being like, oh, thank God, you know, we finally hit Partner four, that's it. I'm over my shit now. But also, I think it is good to talk about the fact that when you feel these things, we've all kind of been there, right? I remember like, and it seems almost laughable to me now, but it's like when I would finish having sex with, I think it was, again, I guess there's no point numbering them, but like not just my first partner or my second, finishing and like staying below the covers until like either they were busy or they were whatever and that would like put my underwear on so that they wouldn't see my soft dick, which is an insane thing because it's like, they just saw it hard. They just had sex with it. If they were to be like, Hey, look, it's small now. Like, or it's soft. Like one, they'd suck. And two, yeah, that's how it works. Right. Yeah. But try telling that to an insecure teen. Hey, I promise you, it's not just teenagers who are feeling that. Oh, for sure. For sure. You know, like I got in the ring a little early. That's fine. So yeah, like I think everybody feels those things. I think it is definitely a good thing to talk about, right? I think uh, especially men, I don't think men usually come on and and discuss their insecurities in a way like this, you know? No, we're never encouraged to 
Oh, not at all. To talk about it, right? Like from the time you're from the time like sex enters your life as a man, it is all about like bragging about dick size, bragging mm-hmm. about how long you are, how long you can last. Like, like no one ever really like even if you listen like overhear conversations with women, no one's ever like, oh, he lasted the right amount of time. No, yeah, it's always like, then- oh, we had we fucked all night. He lasted all night, and it's like, yeah, or he was like. A one pump chump or you know whatever and especially like media all media is just kind of mocking man at the performance in bad or they're mr big yeah there isn't any kind of like happy medium usually how do we get over it i guess is the question right yeah for me my big thing was not being afraid to talk about sex with people mm-hmm. specifically the people i was having sex with because uh, when I, my, my first sexual partner, I wasn't super confident and I, my sexual stamina wasn't that great. I did not last that long. And, you know, I look back on it now. It was, I, I'm glad that kind of happened because I got very good at, at oral sex because of it. I felt mm-hmm. like my sexual performance, you know, when actual penetrative sex, I was lacking. So I was like, Hey, then I'm going to make sure I can, I can finish the job with my mouth one way or the other. So, so I wasn't leaving them hanging, things like that. But I think as I got more confident, a lot of that pressure gets lifted off you as well. Mm-hmm. And that's when I think you, you start to feel once you're not getting hung up on it and thinking about it and overanalyzing it and, and getting all up in your head about it, you're going to find that your sexual performance is going to get better. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say that's the magic of being like, you could last forever now. And like your dick will never have trouble getting hard ever again. Like that. No, it's going to happen again. It, whether you're tired or drunk or nervous, like there's so we've talked about it a thousand times. There's so many variables as to why sex might not be the greatest with you mm-hmm. in any point in time. But I yeah, think and we're also never going to sit here and tell you there is a magic recipe for anything because no. that's the easy way out. And that's bullshit. You know what yeah. I mean? If there was just a way to do a thing, we'd be doing it. We would have one episode. Be, yeah. Yeah. We'd be like, oh, like the reason why pickup artists, I think, suck so hard is because they presume that there's just like this one magic trick women hate, which they yeah. do actually. Yeah, um, <laughs> that is what they do. fucking despise it, guys. Yeah, I think for me, it was like being in relationships. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't just having, well, usually at least at the start, random one night stands. It was like with people like my first girlfriend I dated for six months before we slept together. Then I had a very fun one night stand when we broke up in Paris and then or not Paris in Nice. And then when I came back to Ireland and start dating somebody else. It's like, you know, it was still a little while, but we date each other for like three years or whatever. So over that time, it's like, we were very comfortable around each other. And it's like, that made me very comfortable in my own skin. And then by the time there was another partner, it's like those insecurities were mostly gone um, in, in a lot of ways, you know, and other stuff you can't change. You just kind of have to learn to live with it. I think it's a part of growing up in general. You learn to deal with the stuff that uh, makes you insecure. So for me, I think I think I found my confidence kind of in the opposite is when I was going through my, you know, my hoe phase and I was sleeping with a bunch of like random people in one night stands was once I found things that consistently worked and Mm -hmm. things that I was like, oh, okay, this is something that apparently I can do quite well because everyone seems to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And that gave me something in my back pocket to be like, hey, no matter what happens, I feel like I can rely on this. 
And you know what? I think that's kind of very good advice in a number of ways, because like for me, I always want to get better at sex. Yeah. When I was a kid, now for me, it's always a thing that I just want to be better at. And if you're killing it and your partner's losing their mind, it's kind of hard to feel insecure about anything else. That's my thing is like, like I said, I, I feel very confident in my oral sex skills. Mm-hmm. So if for whatever, like I know or at least, you know, nine times out of 10, I feel very confident that if I get an opportunity to go down on a woman, I feel like I will be okay. Oh, yeah, for sure. For anyone feeling insecure out there, you good. <laughs> and I, no, but for real, like put in the work, you know what I mean? Make that the thing. And on top of that, it's like instead of you worrying like, while you're having sex and thinking like, oh, like, are, are my stomach folds showing or like, oh, is my, my dick to whatever. It's like, you're too busy, like kissing her neck while you're fucking her from an angle that you can get a hand round and like work her clit. Because when you're doing all that, you're not going to have time to think about yourself and they're going to be screaming so loud that you also won't hear your own thoughts. So, so my big suggestion would be find something that works. Find something that you are good at. And again, I'm not saying you have to become a fucking, you know, tongue wizard and do it. It's like, maybe it's fingering. Maybe it's like clitoral stimulation. Maybe it's just making out. Who and knows? also, like, don't stop there. You know, no, you, you absolutely not. You down that one thing, then you, then you become the tongue wizard. Right. But, but I think if you have something, if you find your thing, that is your, like, that's your safety net. That is something where you can be like, cool, I've got this. And no matter what happens or what they're into, I'm probably all right. And then as Nell said, it's like, use that as your launching pad to then be like, cool. Okay. Now I can figure out, now I can try to like nail down a really great fingering technique. And now Mm -hmm. I got two things in my back pocket. And now I'm going to figure out how to like, like you said, like find a, a position that I find is good for my, my penis size and you know, uh, my balance and the way mm-hmm. that I can move my body. Like, and then it's like, cool. Now I've got a, a, a position, I've got foreplay and I've got like a finishing technique. If I come too soon, I can like use my fingering technique to get them over the edge because like that really at the end of the day, that's all we want. Who cares I'm- how it gets done? If you get the job done, you get the job done. And the thing is, this might sound intimidating, but like the sad truth is you don't have to do very much to stand out from the pack. And I'm not telling you you shouldn't. You definitely should. I think you should do as much as humanly possible. But like, we've seen innumerable fucking questions about people who don't give a fuck. Definitely once they come, they roll over and they're done. You know, they're not trying to put the work in to get better fingering or oral or whatever. So it's like, the sad truth is, but it can be good if you're a person that gives a shit, is that a lot of people out there are going to phone it in at best. So it's like, you don't have to be phenomenal. Again, I'm not telling you you shouldn't be phenomenal. I'm saying you should be as best you can be. You don't have to reach like mythic levels from day one. You just need to put in the work and you need to care about your partner and and just keep trying to improve, you know, as positively as you can. If you're someone who doesn't get the opportunity to have a whole lot of sex, how do you do this? How do you how do you figure this out? That you is watch when porn every day, every second. It's so correct. <laughs> they they would never lead you astray. They would never do anything that's completely impractical. No. No, I would say if if you get rare occasions to have sex, whether you're long distance or, you know, it just doesn't happen for you that often, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't stress. This is where being confident enough to talk to your partner about sex and being like, if you're going down on them and you don't seem to get a reaction, there's no harm in, in being like, hey, guide me. Tell me, tell me what you're looking for. Do you want me to go harder, faster? 
and, and like open up the conversation and maybe not do it while you're going down on them, but after the fact, mm-hmm. tell the, ask them what you, what they like or get them to describe what you like. I find the best sort of guide for this is before you have sex and while you're getting hot and heavy, an, an excellent way to open that and show that you're willing to have these conversations and take direction is with, with fingering before you have sex as a means of foreplay, especially if it's just like clitoral stimulation, gentle rubbing and one, you know, get your positioning, figure it out, you know, orient yourself down there so that when it comes time to go down on them, you, you have a kind of a lay of the land, but you also can like, I love to ask them like, do you want me to go faster or slower, harder, softer? You get a got a sense of like what they like, but you're also being sort of subconsciously being like, I'm willing to take suggestions. Mm-hmm. And, and that- importantly, you do have to be able to take suggestions as well. Yeah. Like you could do these things and you'll seem like it. But then if they say, oh, do this, and you get pissy or don't do it. That doesn't count. Yeah. I think the thing I, I usually tell people who get weird about that is like, this isn't me telling you you're not doing a good job. This is me telling you you're you're doing a good job and i want like i want more of what you're doing in a specific way Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like there are times where i will tell women not to use their hands if they're giving me a blowjob because like that is what i require at that time i'll ask Mm -hmm. for them to go faster or slower and that's not me saying hey what you're doing isn't doing it for me it's my way of being like you're going to do that very well based on what you're currently doing you know what I mean? And that can, can change. Like, you know, I feel like, you know, there's sometimes you just like want faster and harder when it's you're just about to come. You know what I mean? Whereas before that, it was like the perfect pace. And if they had kicked into turbo mode, it might have not been the best. Whereas like once I've reached that point, that's like just fucking destroy me, you know, go for it. And now, that's hey, not to say things aren't going well. You know, mm-hmm. someone says just like that. What do you do? <laughs> you stop immediately. You go faster. That, that doesn't mean faster. That doesn't mean harder. Yeah. That is, I think that is the number one thing. Like the second we hear someone say, keep doing that, our instinct is like, we're doing it and we're going to go home. <laughs> yeah. I will say like, there is a certain like Zen, like when you're getting into it and you're like reacting to everything that you feel and like you're sensing and like by the way they move and you're like figuring out how you do the good job and like you're just going down on someone and then they say something like that. I think sometimes it breaks that spell and sometimes you forget what you're fully doing. And then you're, mm-hmm. it's almost like when someone's like, Oh, think about breathing. And you're like, <gasps> fuck, no, I have to consciously breathe. Uh-huh. You know, fuck, um, I fucked us for the rest of the episode. <sighs> uh, so I know this might've seen like an info dump and I know this might've been a little intimidating, but what I want you to take away from this uh, is that you're good. There's plenty of ways to overcome these insecurities in positive ways. Mm-hmm. And there's there's plenty of like, I promise you there's something that, that you probably do very well. And again, talk to your partners. That's, yeah. that's how you get better. And I'm not saying that everything you do is going to work with every partner, nope. but getting the foundation of being like, oh, okay, th- this is my fuck buddy. I'm going to be sleeping with them pretty, con- like, pretty on the regular. If I know that like, they like a, a finger inside them while I go down on them, Great. That's great information to know. Mm-hmm. And then you can then transfer those skills later on of being like, hey, I have the dexterity and the mental capacity to ease you out while I finger you. Mm-hmm. 
And that's that's a that's a great skill to have. And now you've got it. So yeah. try to find try to like use every sexual encounter that you have a means to sort of be like, oh, cool, I've learned something here. I'm going to put that in my back pocket so that if there's a time where I'm not doing something like I, I can't seem to find the right thing. I, I've got this like magic bag of tricks that I can pull out. Mm-hmm. And hey, sometimes you pull out. It's not someone's jam. And and that's why me and Dane aren't saying do this one specific thing. Exactly. Because people like different shit. What's important here and what you need to take away is like the mindset, right? If you're the kind of person who is open and willing to pleasure your partner and you're paying attention to what they like and what they don't like and you're willing to mix it up and blah, 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 and kind of roll with those punches while applying things you've learned elsewhere because you really want to make your partner come, that's great. And that's all you need. Not, that's, you know, the one finger here and the one hand here, you know. Yeah, that's that's the attitude you have to go in. You have to go into every sexual encounter being like, I want my partner to have the best time. Mm-hmm. And, and it hey, doesn't if you if you come first, that doesn't mean shit's done. No, like and like one of my favorite things to ask my partners is what can I do for you? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. after I've come because like you don't know what for some people it's like. It's fine. I like I don't need anything. Let's just make out and cuddle. Great. Okay. That's mm. that's okay. Some people who are like, yeah, you're gonna need to like just finger blast the shit out of me. Yeah. Or I need I, your mouth. I love when you're like, I think you got another one in you. And then they do. Yeah. The so there's there's plenty of of options that you can do. Um, in terms of size, the easiest thing to do if you feel insecure about your size, go on to any Reddit post about big dicks mm-hmm. and read the majority of the comments. Yeah. That will that will prove to you that people size is not as big of a thing as you might imagine it to be. Are there people out there who are obsessed with it? Absolutely. But, yeah. you know, are there also people out there whose worst sexual experiences were people that had big dicks? Yes, also. Yeah. Um so, there's and the majority theme in those questions or in those answers is I was with this one guy that made me feel amazing. Mhm. No talk of their dick size apart from to, you know, I guess the question references it, but like the important thing there being what we were just saying, which is that you made them feel amazing. So yes, take a deep breath. It's the, the thought of this question is in the right area. You're worried about disappointing your partner, which means you don't want to disappoint them, which means you want them to have a good time. So I think you need to restructure your thought process. Don't worry about disappointing them. Look forward to pleasuring them. Mm -hmm. Two sides of the same coin. You want the same thing. You want them to have a great time. But the change in mindset, I think, will put you on the right path. Because one, worrying about disappointing people is going to lead you down a road of insecurity and uncertainty. Choosing to strive to make sure they have a great time is is going to put you down another path. You know what I mean? Does it make sense? Yeah. It's it's like one is like the dark twin of the other, where like they kind of came from the same parents, but one is shitty and one is like aspirational and positive. Yeah. So, you know, and and... I think it's also important to realize we all have these insecurities. It's not just you. I think it's impossible to say you can just get over them, but it's like trying to rationalize them, trying to think about them and actively realize that sometimes you're being a little silly, like what I did with my, my, my soft dick, right? It's like, it doesn't make any sense to have to hide that after sex because only a person who's a complete asshole would ever think that. And if they did, you wouldn't want to date them anyway. And it's like, did I think that once and then be like, aha, I'm a confident teen. No. But I think just repeating that to yourself sometimes and thinking it through logically can help. And hey, look, Niall and I have had numerous sexual partners. We've had a lot of sex. And I'll ask you, 
Do you every now and then still get insecure or self-conscious? Yeah, of course. Yeah, everyone does. Everyone feels insecure or concerned that they're not pulling their weight. There's, you're always going to feel it. There, every now and then, that that like evil little dragon is going to sneak up on your back and whisper, you know, shitty things in your ear, and you just need to fall back on the reassurance of being like, no, you know what? I'm doing my best. I'm listening to my partner. I'm open. I'm honest. I'm I'm doing what I can. I'm trying my best. That's that's what you need to remind yourself. And if you're not, then you know how to fix it. Mm-hmm. If you find yourself getting lazy, then be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm not doing my, I'm not doing everything I can to pleasure my partner. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna sort that shit out. We got time for one? I don't know. <laughs> I think you know what? I think that was a, a positive question that we needed to sort of round out the episode. We could probably do you have a quick one. You know what? This is kind of on the same line. So let's just blast it real quick. Okay. By I, Natasha. Is it normal to not do good first time at oral? Question mark. BJ failure. Sad face. Feel like shit every time I try blowjobs, which is twice so far, because I can't make them come. I know I shouldn't be harsh on myself, but everyone seems to have no problem with their partners, or at least I think. I actually don't even mind the times I've given them. It's just I'll get stressed to think this has been going on too long, why they haven't made a noise. Ugh, it's awful. Any support or just hard truths would be appreciated. Thanks. I've never given a blowjob, so I can't give technique. I mean, I can tell you what I like, um, mm-hmm. and I think we have. I wish I, I we have. remembered we what got I, a one of our best reviews from that episode. I yeah, think. I wish I could remember off the hand, like or like off the top of my head, our like blowjob handjob TED Talk episode. Um, but it's it's out there. You can find it. I promise. Yeah, th- this is a very similar question in the sense of like I think this is where you talk to your partner. This is where you mm-hmm. say, "Hey, what do you like? Tell me what yeah. you like," and Maybe give them permission. Like, be like, I want you to tell me exactly what you want. When you want my hand, you tell me you want your hand or my hand. If you want me to go faster, slower. If you want me to use my tongue more, like I'm your like like instruct me, and mm-hmm. I will do everything you ask. If if there are things you don't aren't comfortable with, like if you can't deep throat or have a bad ge- gag reflex or don't like having your head pushed down, explain that. Get that out in the open. Be like, hey, uh, here are my my boundaries. Here are the things I don't want to do. But other than that, I want you to tell me exactly what you want me to do well, and i will do it let's also mention the fact that she said she's done it twice yeah have, what what things have you tried twice that you were very good at archery <laughs> that's accurate <laughs> but you know like most things when people do them no matter what they are you're not that great so that's a blanket fact you know what i mean it's not like oh no blowjobs are a thing that we're just good at so you know do do your due diligence go find that episode i think it was episode 31 I had to look it up recently for something, and I can't remember why. Okay. And I remember I found it. But, you know, it's, it's one of the early ones, I think. Um, do due diligence. Listen to that. Like, listen to, you know, other podcasts. Go on Tickle.life and read. I'm sure they have a few articles about it. So, like, do, do your back-end work. And then, like, secondly, I think not making noises is often a guy thing in general. Yeah. And I don't know whether – I don't know what it is. It's a variety of things, and I think porn has a lot to play into it where it's like vocal female, dead silent man because they're trying to pretend there isn't a man there. Exactly. Um, the, the, they do their best to erase the man from the situation. Yeah. Like nine times out of ten, if there's a vocal dude in a scene, the comments in the video are like, this guy won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> that might not even be a – like I'm not the most vocal re- – I, I, I try to be, you know what I mean, especially now, but like – I'm conscious I'm of sure. it. My, my, yeah, I'm conscious of it now, but like my first long stretch of get, hucking up with people, I'm probably as silent as the grave. 
it didn't mean I wasn't fucking loving it. I was absolutely loving it. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, you're saying, like moaning is not a, a manly thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and even you're saying that like you're stressed thinking it might be going on too long. Going down on someone can be pretty uh, physically demanding. There's been times where I've been going down someone, my neck is cranked, my tongue is hurting. And it's like, you know, especially in the earlier days and time grinds to a standstill where it's mm-hmm. like, it's probably been five minutes, maybe less, but it feels like an eternity. Yeah. So it's very possible that that's the thing, right? All to say you shouldn't be so hard on yourself. No one's great at anything at the start. What Dane says totally holds. Talk to them. Ask them if they like it. And just like do a little bit of research and, you know, maybe trying to enact new techniques or make sure the ones you're doing are going off well will kind of keep you out of your own head. And, you know, you got this. Now, this might be a good time. I remember we were talking about uh, Pornhub. You used to have a sex and wellness thing. Um, I did look into it. They still do have it. I don't remember the URL specifically, but if you do go to Pornhub, there's a, along the top, there's a thing, I think it says sex and wellness, and it will bring you to a, a site that has a lot less nudity. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a, a woman, I can't, again, I can't remember her name, who there is a ton of videos, a ton of articles that cover a bunch of stuff. And it is all very sex positive. It's all very... Uh, health and wellness oriented. It it has nothing to do with porn. This isn't like porn star training. This has everything to do with encouraging healthy sexual wellness. But there are a ton of things there that I'm sure you can find blowjob techniques and 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 things about oral sex. I I'm almost positive you can. But yes, I, I think that's going to do us for this episode. We're going to do some quick tinders um, at the end of the episode. Before we we wrap up, we jump on online dating platforms such as Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge to look through profiles, see what works, what doesn't work, comb them for red flags, and effort to make your online dating experience a little more enjoyable. I have a strange pattern here. I was sent two profiles that both have the two truths and a lie. Okay, and I thought we'd compare and contrast them. Sure. This is me. It's not me. It's me. Okay. Two truth. Two truths and a lie. I'm scared of roller coasters. I have a daughter. I like changes. Hmm. And then this is Dejana. Two truths and a lie. I am an only child. I sneeze. I sneeze whenever I experience an intense sexual fantasy. I love rewatching episodes of Seinfeld. Does it say which one is which? No. Ah, oh, man. I feel like I'm very good at this. This is my favorite thing to do on Hinge. Anytime someone has it, I always guess. And I'm always like, mm-hmm. I'm usually right. I, I much prefer the second one. Thank you. The first one sucks. Like the second one's fun, fun things, right? One's a little yeah. sexy. One's standard, like I'm an only child, whatever. And then I like watching Seinfeld. Like those are all, they're, they're fun. They have a little bit of an energy to them. You know what I mean? There's also like you, depending on the answer, you get to learn a lot, right? Yes. I'm going to assume it's the Seinfeld. I have a feeling they don't like Seinfeld. Okay. And that's fun, right? And I think that's. Yeah. Like, you learn two fun things. One, they sneeze during sexual you know what I mean? So you, you have a, you have something to play with there. And then you also have like Seinfeld is a pretty divisive thing, right? Like like people mm-hmm. either love or hate Seinfeld. No one's yeah. like, yeah, I watch a little bit of Seinfeld. I don't mind it. Yeah, I don't mind it. Really? I've never really watched it, honestly. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. It's like people like there isn't a whole lot of like middle of the road Seinfeld yeah. people. There's either the like people is, who've never like, seen it or don't like it and people who love it. If like you get this question, they don't like Seinfeld, then you can you can have so much fun with this because you feel like, well, how about we hang out on Friday? We won't watch Seinfeld, but I might make you sneeze. Yeah. Wink. Boom. Boom. Great. 
as opposed to the other one, it's like scared of roller coasters. Okay, it's not very exciting. I don't have much work with there. I have a daughter. Okay, I pretty like important change. information to to yeah. like bring up, regardless. Pretty important, but not like you know. And then I like change. It's like imagine you're talking to them and they're just like, "Yeah, I don't like change." You're like, "Oh, okay." I bet honestly, I bet <laughs> that's the answer. Probably. Uh, so I'm gonna give the first one a three out of ten, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna give the second one uh, an eight out of ten. Yeah, I agree. But I just thought it was interesting because I got them one after another, and one sucked. Here's a head scratcher for you. At least for me. Yeah. This is Meg. World is probably ending, so you'll come over, right? Winky face. No hookups. Looking for real, which probably makes me insane. Please be vaxxed. Yeah. Well, you know it's the song, right? If the world was ending, you'll come over, right? Oh, I didn't know it was a song. It is a song. I mean, um, regardless. But at the same time, like, if you have to ask if they'll come over, right? It's, like, not serious. <laughs> if the world was ending, I wouldn't have to ask my girlfriend, like, oh, are you going to come over? It's like, no, the world's ending. I think we're... Yeah, so- like, the world is... Like, inviting a stranger over to your place is pretty... Yeah, probably to have end-of-the-world sex. Yeah, that that is, that is a hookup. So, so it, yeah. I just found it's a very confusing sort of separate idea, like, right off the bat. I'm just like, what are you... Okay. I didn't know it was a song. But either way, still a very strange, like, conflicting vibe. No, I hear you. It's pretty boring. Also, it's uh, like, I'm pretty sure it's about an ex as well. So it's like, you're my ex, you'll come over and, like, it's it's kind of toxic and sad and also still a hookup. Yeah, it's it's going to be a two. I'm giving it a two bland. as well. I'm sorry. Uh, this is Amanda. I could literally put anything here and you thirsty ass motherfuckers would still swipe right. Birds aren't real. Fight me. There's nothing I hate more than music. Catch me with headphones on listening to silence. If you have a car as your picture, I will assume you're a transformer. If your pictures are shirtless, I will assume you are allergic to shirts or overcompensating. Neither is good. I almost love this energy. I also almost love this energy. Like I there's there's something that doesn't really click it for me, but like mm-hmm. it's almost there. It's almost to date me you cowards. Yes, yes. Uh birds aren't real fight me. I like it. I am worried she's serious. If you have a car as your picture, I'll assume you're a transformer. That's funny. Yeah. Nothing I hate more than music. I'm intrigued. You know what? The shirt thing I find less titillating than the transformer. I also feel like having the boat next to each other are a little, whatever, it's fine. But I could put anything and you thirsty ass motherfuckers would still swipe right. Kind of funny, kind of bitter. I don't know. That's the thing. Yes, 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 yes. It's true, I think. I feel like they, depending on how attractive this person is, they could probably literally put whatever they wanted and i i think the same thing like the there's still sort of that same sort of like you're overcompensating is like the wrong spirit of this if they got rid of that if they just left it like i i assume you're allergic to shirts and left it there yeah i think i think it would be funnier Mm -hmm. so i'm a little conflicted but i'm gonna give it a four i'm gonna give it a four out of ten i thought it was gonna go higher it it does enough for me i'm gonna give it a six now how do you feel about the fact that they hate music? Again, I don't. What does that mean? <laughs> there's nothing they hate more than music. There's no way that's true. This is Sarah. I'm built diff. Dead ass. No, this account is run by Sarah's friend. We are doing an experiment where I run her Tinder and vet her dates for her. This is not a joke. It would help me if you could let me know what your deal is, what you do for work and what you're into, where you are at life, where you are in life, etc. I want to restate. This is not a joke. 
fastest way to get a date if you want one is to hop on a call and just talk to me for five, 10 minutes instead of texting. I realize this is strange. Yeah, it is strange. I don't want any part of it. Hi, this is where I'm at in life. Hello, stranger, to someone I probably hope to never see again. I would like to give you my my resume so that I can date your friend who probably yeah. doesn't exist. Who also I don't know if I like because you won't let me talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, hey, a key part. Like, I, yeah, it's like. It's essential, in fact. I don't care how attractive your friend is. I would like to know if I vibe with them before yeah. I go and spend, you know, however much on a date with them. Sorry, stranger. This is weird. I don't like it. And this is like popping up more and more that I find of like people being like, this is a joint account or this is a, a friend run account. We are, you know, we are protecting her. I'm like, oh, I don't want to deal with this. Yeah. No, thank you. I'm giving uh, it a one. A, yeah, one. Uh, this is Maryam. Maidenless. 99.7% of my clothes have cat hair on them. Socializing is hard and I'm not very good at it. I'm so introverted, I play video games appearing offline or make secret accounts to avoid socializing. Amazing. Elden Ring reference? Yeah. Got it. Cat hair joke? Let's go. This is a this is a solid nine out of ten for me. I'm giving it an eight because I'm worried that the introversion introversion is like that bad, but yes. Yeah. Uh okay. Do you have one that you're really horny to do? Otherwise we should wrap this up. Uh, this is my last one. Their name has been blanked for privacy's sake. Okay. The house next to mine is an Airbnb, and for the past several months, I've unwillingly listened to people having more sex than me. Rather than be bitter, I've decided to compete against them. <laughs> okay, I like it. I'm going to give this a solid eight. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Thanks for coming with us. Little, what are you writing it? Uh, you know. You always get mad at me when I don't write. I know, I forgot. Uh, I'll give it an eight. Nine, I'll give it a nine. I like it. It's funny. Yeah. Thank you very much for hanging out with us, friends. Once again, we appreciate you spending an hour out of your week to hang out with us. And we love you. We do love you. Please. I haven't been that active on social media stuff again because the insane week. Uh, but I will try, you know, get back on that. This yeah, week. please, please send Nile messages and let him know that you're happy he's alive. <laughs> um, which I appreciate. But yeah, thank you guys for coming. Uh, we always have the Patreon if you want to support us because that makes our day. And if you want you to show Niall a monetary amount of how much <laughs> you're happy he's still alive, head on over to fbuddiespodcast.com slash Patreon. No, that's not it. Head on over to fbuddiespodcast.com and click the Patreon link. It'll bring you to the page. You'll have a couple different options. At the $7 level, you get a bonus episode every month called Pillow Talk where we do all sorts of things. We get Lucy. We get Goosey. We play some games. We shoot the shit. We talk about it a lot. We're a lot less structured. We still answer questions. We still do tenders. We do all the things you love, but we do it a little more free flow. We also have an update to the whole saga in the last Oh, one. yeah. If you want to know what happened to the tunnel, the man who's doing the tunnel, we do have a, a sneaky paywall update. So if you want to hear that. intentional. Sorry. But yeah, hey, just, it's on there now. We recorded a lot of episodes in a day, and it yeah. it just kind of happened. It just kind of happened. Um, and now it's your problem. No, we love you guys. Thank you, Josh Eagle and the Harvest for the Song Paper Stars. And are you ready for one more question, Dane? Sure. Because the question is the bad sex writing. Okay. This is by Big Boss 919 on seduction. Women are biologically hardwired to be attracted to men. They feel are superior to them. I have read this in a book. How do I make a girl feel that I'm superior to her? <laughs> just show off how many books you read dude <laughs> it's so easy just be like uh, yo what up 
Look at this book I've read that says I need to make you feel inferior to me. <laughs> I bet you haven't read it. Yeah, probably not. My name is Dave Miller. And I'm Miles Spain. We've been your fuck buddies. 